the twitchy, ravenous devourer. To get close to love again, or smell it cooking and wait outside the kitchen door, and feel your belly burn with hunger, and hear the burbling emptiness, is to remember how long your appetite has been unmet. And so now you are growling as you sit down to eat, and he starts by saying he likes the energy between us but wants to take it slow. And that is all that is needed, apparently, to make a woman wild with rage. And to sit next to a man who moves his hands to the sounds of a quartet and to wish those hands would move move around my arrangement is a longing and a hunger unsatiated that I suppose builds character, but surely doesn't make me feel a patient woman. And to talk for two hours before realizing the show starts in ten and will miss Schubert's trout is to wonder how time can fold on itself like that when you are watching him all the time. It's bewildering. And as my friend said, don't worry if you look bewildered. He will only take it as a compliment, and he likely did. But this business of patience is like asking a starving orphan to use her salad fork for the first course of iceberg when all she wants is to tear into the bloody steak with her canines. This is not an experience making one feel ladylike. And a man who says he's unpacking why first kisses cause panic attacks is a man with a heart for himself, and I like that. And these days, it's common to make every point of connection possible in the shortest of time, and to do so opens doors you cannot walk backwards through. And so to wait is good, I guess, because what can you really see and know yet about a person after nine hours in each other's lives? Jack shit, really. And so is a tender kiss really a true gesture imparting love at this point? I guess it can't possibly be, but God damn, why is it so hard to wait for real connection to develop? And when did I get so fucking impatient? And how long will he be in there whipping up his first course? And will I like the taste of it if he ever comes out of that goddamn kitchen? And before I met him, I was not so furious and hangry. And I was not stomping about my house, huffing and puffing about how long it has been since my last meal. But to go to a restaurant and eat crackers and water has only left me wanting more sustenance. And I get the farm-to-table thing, and the goods are growing in the field, yada, yada, yada. But I'm hungrier now than I realized, and I don't have an appetite for soulless fast food, and I can't slut it up at Taco Bell like I used to. And so I will sit in the treehouse in my slinky, not slutty dress under the soft lights, waiting for the next course to come out, and try not to stab the guy across from me while we watch the grass grow and comment on how lovely the present moment is here and now. And instead of being the demure, holy, grace-filled woman I wished I was, I find myself the twitchy, ravenous devourer. And that is a disappointment of sorts. And yet I recall praying for a man who could see me and who adored what he saw. And seeing takes time, and there is nuance in my depths. And that view can't be taken in at a distance. And so I must let him stand close enough to peer in, but far enough away not to expect a kiss could happen before the determination was made whether we could see enough of our true selves reflected in the pool of each other's hearts. 
and all this takes time, blah, 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 and stillness and shit and waiting and my petulant child wants her lolly and I must feed her a sensible lunch and put her down for a nap as it could be a while before dessert is on offer for a girl who whines and huffs and moans that we aren't there yet. And so I guess that's what a good mother does, is teach by example and keep serving the sensible meals of sustenance so the little one doesn't think she can live on hummingbird food alone.